from Hoots Hollering, the Hoots Media Variety Show. I'm your head Hoot, Tom Sally, and this week I'm joined by Devin Curran to talk about personality tests. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Devin. Did I say your name right? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, Shasta, let's start that over. But, th- but that's okay. <laughs> say, say it again, Curran. Curran? Curran. Curran. I never say it. Corinne. Corinne. Yes. Corinne. Corinne. <laughs> Devin Corinne. <clears throat> Welcome to Hoots Hollerin', the Hoots Media Variety Show. I'm your head Hoot, Thomas Alley, and this week I'm joined by Devin Curran. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Was that right? <laughs> close, that's close enough. <laughs> Devin Curran? I don't think Devin you Curran? Know. Devin Curran. You, you know that our entire marriage, I've been avoiding pronouncing this. I know. You do not know how to say my middle name. You have never known how to say my middle name. All right. All right. I think I've time. forgotten say it, say it how to say my middle name because you've always said it wrong. All right. Say, say it for me one more time. Devin Corinne. All right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll introduce your name and then let you say hi and then I'll go on to the personality test bit. Okay. Okay. Devin Corinne. Very good. Yes. Look, mm. just cut that out, and that's going to be what you should use for the rest of your life. Mm. Just patch that into you as like Shh. a bio thing, so that whenever Shh. you're, you're t- yeah, <clears throat> you need to get me to say it right, and then I have to immediately go do it because <laughs> your uh, thirty minutes of riffing on it has made it fall out of my brain. <laughs> I'm sorry, Devin, Devin Corin, Devin Corin, Devin Corin. Yes, yes, that. Okay. Welcome to Hoots Holler in the Hoots Media Variety Show. I'm Thomas Alley, and this week I'm joined by Devin Curran. Thank you. Hi. Uh, to talk about per- personality tests? Well, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't call it a personality test, but what I'm going to talk to you about is uh, disc assessments. Okay. Uh, so, but it's, I, I took a test. Yes, you did. It's and fun- it asked me questions about my personality. Right. So... But what should I call this? It's not a personality test. It's a behavior assessment tool. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. So, so uh, okay. Tell me about it. What's going on here? All right. So what we're, we're going to talk about DISC today. And I actually had Thomas take the assessment. And we're going to go through his disc as part of this whole thing. But I wanted to kind of do a quick introduction as to what disc is and what it's used for because people are like, what, what the heck is this? But it isn't like a personality test. It's not meant to like try to tell you something about like what type of personality type you have. It's more assessing your behavior. So the behaviors you use when you're interacting with people, when you're building relationships and when you're working, especially this particular type working in the workplace with others. So what it's meant to assess that type of behavior, the behaviors you have with other people. So it's not the same as like a personality test, which is just like your internal, Hey, this is what you think or feel. This is how you behave. Does that make sense? Uh, okay. Kind of. I'm sure it will become clear as we, uh, as we go along. Probably not, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of the really cool things to me about uh disc is that it was actually, uh, first created, envisioned, whatever, by, uh, the psychologist, William Moulton Marston, uh, Thomas. Mm, that sounds familiar. I say, do you, do you, do you remember who, uh, William Marston is? 
would that be the uh, famed polyamorist and inventor of Wonder Woman? That would be the same. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, alrighty then. So he wrote a book in 1928 called The Emotions of Normal People. And he... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. It's a um, hell of a title for it, his life in particular. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe he was trying to study other people in the world. But he started out explaining that people, you they illustrate their emotions with four behavior types. Again, going back to the behavior piece. Uh, originally, these were dominance, inducement, submission, and compliance, which I think is very interesting, especially considering that it's William Marston. Um <laughs> But essentially it was, it's that idea that people are, there's like basically four types of behaviors that people use to interact with the world and each other that has been, um, kind of taken by other industrial psychologists. They've created assessments and it's just been refined and developed and, uh, made even more accurate and, uh, and fine-tuned as time has gone on. So, but I just thought it was cool that that's where it started. No, fair. I mean, that is uh, <laughs> that is an interesting origin story for something that is also this weird. <laughs> this weird. Uh, tell me a little bit, because it's been a while since I've taken the assessment. Tell me a little bit, and, and the listeners too, about what the assessment process was like. I, well, I mean, it, it was, and the reason I kind of riffed on the idea of it being a personality test earlier was it really did feel like a personality test. Um, Devin sent me a link earlier today and asked me to, it, it's a form. You, you log in, you create a login, and <clears throat> basically it was just a long series of questions like, uh, I'm often the life of a party or, uh, like I prefer, I think details are really important or a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. And I just clicked on the bubbles and got through it and answered all the questions. And then Devin told me not to read the uh, results. <laughs> and so here we are. Yeah. So, cause I wanted to read them with you. I wanted us to have a shared experience. Oh, <laughs> also I thought it'd be funny if you were learning about it as we go. No, fair. So I want to, I am actually a certified disc constructor. So this is something that I use for my actual real life adult day job work thing. And Your corporate jobby job. My corporate jobby job. Uh, so that is something that I do. So I can't actually take people through a class because that would be, you know, uh, pretty much against the rules. <laughs> But yeah, so it's worth mentioning that DISC is like, it would be against like the literal terms of service because DISC's revenue model is uh, certifying instructors and charging for tests. Like, right. <laughs> it is a behavioral modeling system that you literally subscribe to. Exactly. But if this is something that interests you as we go through the assessment and kind of talk through it, uh, you know, you can always let me know. I would be happy to include you in this whole revenue system. <laughs> is this, hold as on. A is this some kind of boss babe bullshit? <clears throat> Did I just get MLM'd? <laughs> Uh, no, 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 you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm already living my best life. I don't need any, uh, kelp face wraps or whatever this is. Kelp face wraps. Yes. That's what happens is that you take, you take disc, you find out what your style is, and then we give you a kelp face wrap based on, based on, uh, if you're a D and I and S or a C. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it, it was it was from Marson, so I'm imagining that like one of these things would be like you like having your stamp collection stepped on by women in high heels. And like, well, <laughs> no, so actually, it's just the different types of bondage gear that you get for each you know particular type. Okay, so let's start. Awesome. <laughs> let's start off <laughs> with a with an activity before we get into what your assessment said your style was. Uh, and the first thing I want you to do is to listen to the following phrases and let me know which of the phrases describes you best. Fast-paced and outspoken or cautious and reflective? Uh, I'm going to go with fast and outspoken. Okay. And then... Now, hold on. I think maybe you should be writing down what you would answer for me and then we like compare a couple's game style. <laughs> Well, we could do that too. <laughs> I've already, I've already done this in my head for you. So, uh, so yeah, so we can do that. Uh, and then the next thing is between these two phrases: Are you more questioning and skeptical, or accepting and warm? Mm, I'm gonna go with questioning. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly what I would think you would be. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me just in your own words, why are, what is it about yourself? Like what are some traits that you have or what are some behaviors that you have that would make you pick fast paced and outspoken and questioning and skeptical? Ah, um, <laughs> boy, that's some like corporate icebreaker kind of, uh, <laughs> like I'm, I'm flashing back to all of the awkward conference tables I've had like in team building exercises. <laughs> With that one. Um, well, I mean, that's literally what this is, Thomas. That's literally what this is. No, okay, that's fair. Whew. Uh, I mean, I I did help, you know, found a podcasting network so that I could, like, yell things into a microphone. So that is kind of a, I mean, that's kind of a an indicator that I like to talk about things and okay. let my opinion be known, right? Fair enough, fair enough. Is that all, is that the only thing you're going to say? You're going to say anything else? Uh, I mean, I, I do consider myself kind of loud. I do tend to anywhere. I do think that anytime I am in an element of my expertise or authority, I am fairly domineering in mm -hmm. my opinions. And anytime I am arguing or debating, I do have a very argumentative and aggressive style rhetorically. Okay. So I guess that would all fall in that category, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, surprise, surprise, where you put yourself... <laughs> Was in uh, the D quadrant. <laughs> okay. And what's what's that stand for? Am uh, I a Democrat now? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well. No, no, no. Your dominance. Dominance is what that stands for. Oh, okay. All right. So the... Uh, so the, I'm stamping. I'm stepping on the stamp collection. You are stepping on the stamp collection. Yeah. To, to no surprise to anyone, of course. Um, but <laughs> the, the four styles nowadays are dominance, D, which is where you put yourself, influence, um... Steadiness and conscientiousness. <laughs> so I'll give you just very quickly what those four are. So dominance is like direct, you're focused on results, you're strong-willed, forceful. Influence is outgoing, enthusiastic, optimistic, lively. Steadiness is even-tempered and patient and tactful and accommodating. And, and conscientiousness is all about the data and analytical and precise. And, and they're usually pretty private and systematic. So... Uh, those are the, the four major quad areas. Um, and you placed yourself in dominance. Where do you think out of those four that I would be? 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and just say the, and we've talked about it before, of course, but you're totally on the opposite side of the spectrum. You are definitely not the aggressor in a conversation, typically. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I am the opposite. I am the anti-aggressor. That is, uh, that is me. Yes, I am definitely an S. I am steady, steady, steady. Um, but before we go into your report, you know, just wanted to cover a few of our cornerstone principles, which is essentially none of these styles are better than any of the others. So that's a very important thing to remember, especially whenever you're getting into it and you're sharing your styles and you're talking about it. Like there's not, you don't, there's not one that's better than any of the others. And everyone's okay. like a blend of all four. All right. Look, I'm, I don't, I, we don't have a, like a wide audience. I don't think that the disc council is going to hear this. That That's bullshit, right? There is a best one. <laughs> no, and no. It's, it's, is, am I, how close am I to the best one is all I want to know. <laughs> Yeah, that's spoken like a D. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so I am doing it right. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so just keep that in mind. It's like everyone's a blend of all four styles. So it doesn't mean that like you can't be even tempered and patient and humble. It just means that it might take more work for you to do that. It doesn't mean that I can't be strong-willed and forceful. It just means I have to work harder to do that. So that's... uh. The idea is that this tool is meant to help you build more effective relationships with people. So are you ready to get into your style? I I might have read ahead to my style and I'm looking at my dot now. Okay, good. <laughs> Cause that's where um, we're going I, next. I do have a question. Yes. Um, this is the dot here on, on this circle. Mm-hmm. It's basically as far out into the D slash C as it can be. Is, right. Is it always on the outside like no, that? No, no, no. <laughs> oh. No. Um, so the way, and I'll describe this to the to the listeners since I don't have a visual. So the yeah, way we'll, we'll put my uh, we'll put my disc in show notes. Okay. Like, uh, the image maybe. Excellent. That would be perfect. So this um, basically the way that this vendor. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Renders, renders the disc assessment and the results is to put it all on a wheel. And so the idea is you've got your D to the upper left, your I to the upper right, S to the lower right and C to the lower left. And then they place your dot. So your dot is like, because of your results, it shows you where you are. If you're on the outside of the wheel, like you are and like I am on the opposite side of the wheel, uh, that means that you have a very strong inclination to that style. Um, if you're more in the middle, then it's like an average inclination. If you're towards the center, then it's a slight inclination. So what this means essentially is that you are strongly inclined to, to be a D. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Yep. That's a really good question. The other thing too, is that your style is a D, but because of where you are, if you'll see that there's these kind of sub, like sub slices, in there as well. So there's like a DI and a DC and an ID and an IS. Uh, the idea is that, you know, everybody is a blend of all styles. And because of where you are, you may actually be a blend, more of a blend of two styles. Uh, you're almost there. You're like really close to being a DC, but not quite. <laughs> so, so you are still, <laughs> you are still a straight D, but you're like right there on the line. So you're almost into DC territory. (laughs) Um, all right. So then the next page for you 
on page four is the story that your dot tells. I don't know if you've read ahead. Oh, no, I haven't yet. <laughs> um, but this is a lot of words. I feel like I don't do great with detail and that's just like so many words. <laughs> that, yeah, that's uh that's pretty much you. So, um, <laughs> you, you might get easily bored or restless if forced to slow down for too long. <laughs> Like whenever your wife tries to tell you a story and goes on for about 15 minutes to try to get to the point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm interested to know, just like kind of looking through that, is there anything that like sticks out to you? Is there anything that you are uh, just like, this is not me at all? Um. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm just kind of skimming here. One of the, one of these is, um, when you reach your goals, you rarely take time to celebrate. Instead, your attention and stress quickly shift to the next goal. Yes. Um, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like when our children are doing the retrospectives of their childhood, they're just going to say that dad was around, but (laughs) he was always doing something. He never sat down. Right. No, that's definitely. Uh, Get to the door quickly. Uh, like the ends justify the means basically. Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. What are you, where's, where's that? Ah, you're willing to question the rules if you think they don't make sense. Yes. I will say that, um, professionally I have been climbing the ladder enough over the last several years to get to the point where, um, I get to make the rules Yes. and I haven't really stayed long in places where I've had to follow <laughs> the rules that I didn't like. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. That is that is kind of uh, how that's played out. Right. Uh, a little patience for small talk. I don't know about that. Uh, well, maybe, like, a lot of these are probably project management oriented and less, like, socially oriented, maybe. Right, right. And, I mean, yeah, it is a workplace assessment, so it is thinking about you from a professional side. Now, some people may say that I have a strong competitive side and actually may be fueled by antagonism or conflict, uh, those people may have tuned into our Twitch stream for competitive games or the <laughs> politics uh, channel on our super secret text chat. Uh, let's see. You know, uh, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but yes. <laughs> speak up when you see a problem. Um, I do like, there, there are a couple in here. Like I do tend to be like my desires, I think run more towards this than my behaviors always do. Mm-hmm. Like there are times when like my tendency to speak up when I see a problem, when I suppress that and I end up regretting it Yes, and sort of like hating that. And so, uh, that's, that's probably one of these on here. Everything else is just kind of like spot on and not consequential, but like it is a major facet of my personality that if I don't speak up, if I don't like take some kind of corrective action or whatever, that it is something that really eats at me. Right. And I like this, um, your, however, your strong belief in your opinions coupled with your tendency to dismiss the opinions of others may give some people the impression that you are arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's very passively worded. It's like, you are an arrogant ass because, no, hold on, switch that around. They'll stop buying it if we call people arrogant assholes. Um, uh, okay, hold on. Those with the D style usually exude self-confidence. I don't feel like a confident person most of the time. Do I exude self-confidence? You do exude self-confidence. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Is it infectious? <laughs> and does it allow other people to feel good about my bold plans? <laughs> Your bold what? <laughs> my bold plans. Plans, plans. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. 
<laughs> okay, well, that wasn't as uh, well. Ringing I mean, an unless they think, unless for. they're busy thinking that you're arrogant. <laughs> Oh, oh. Yeah. That's so See, well that's, it's a, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, you have to be careful. Uh, you may even take control over projects where authority was meant to be divided. Now, what I will say is that I only assume control when someone else isn't doing it good enough. So I don't think that that's like a <laughs> negative thing. But by whose standards, Thomas? I mean, these standards. <laughs> Do you have opinions on standards? Because I don't no, care. No, no, no. That's that's fine. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> You're on I, the other side of the wheel. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to have a conflict with you. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I mean, let's see. Your most valuable contributions in the workplace may include your drive to make things happen, tendency towards action, and willingness to challenge assumptions. I do think that that is pretty spot on in my professional life because, of like, I, I work in the tech sector. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a fairly technical guy, but I, I am very rarely think I'm the smartest person in the room. Right. But usually my utility comes in the form of the one willing to, you know, push a button or like, you know, push a decision in a certain direction. Yes. Even if it's not like, I mean, I, I, I very often will find myself among people who are just like, here's four plans and nobody feels strongly enough to like push something. So, yes. you know, I just throw my shoulder into something. And like, I do feel in a lot of cases, it's better to make a bad decision than to make no decision. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I mean, I also think, you know, your willingness to challenge assumptions. There's so many times that you have described yourself as an iconoclast. And I feel like that's also very much a part of that too. And that's just like, just because something is a status quo doesn't mean that it's necessarily the way things should be. So, yeah. And, and I mean, and definitely like to, to that iconoclast thing, um, like if something is a status quo, I almost like just want to fight it. Right. Exactly. That's that's a rule. That's a rule I didn't make up probably. So, (laughs) so it's time to challenge it. Absolutely. Um, I mean like, and that's, that's my argument, my argument style too. It's like, I don't like, this is something that we struggled with early in our relationship because whenever we're talking about anything, like we're not even like super divided on politics, but um, I would just like, my arguments are just like full shoulder into the argument. Yes. And my expectation is that if you have another opinion, you will like throw yours at me and either be swayed or not swayed by whatever I'm saying. But like, I'm definitely of the school of thought of like opinions should chat, like uh, survive assumption or be disregarded. So anytime I'm talking about that kind of thing, I definitely do kind of throw a lot of energy into it maybe yes yes well i think we've had the discussion about the fact that whenever i argue with you about something i often feel like i'm being steamrolled because it's like you will you will you're so good at challenging me and i'm so bad at challenging that it's like if we are actually going head to head on something and i have to make my case i'm gonna lose (laughs) yeah it's just the way it's gonna be be. fair i don't i also don't think that we go head to head too much well no because i don't like to go head to head <laughs> well i mean I, I also kind of wonder if um like i'm i'm a c i'm a dc right kind well, of yeah almost. I mean, i'm almost you're a, DC. a d but you're almost a dc but i mean I, maybe like i like to think that that little bit of shading into conscientiousness uh goes a long way Towards mitigating some of these things. <laughs> well, perhaps, perhaps. The thing about C's is that they're very in- interested in challenging uh, 
items. Oh no, that's so. the opposite. That's it. That's the wrong way. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but actually, that that's a good segue for the next page in your report, which is the next page like the divorce filing because this is the data you've been collecting. <laughs> no, because no, okay. No. All right, no. we're turning the page. This is uh, this is the shading. So oh. the other thing that this particular assessment does is it actually, based on the way that you responded, it will create it will it will shade your priorities. So some people will have more than three. So they may have like you see here the priorities are on the outside of the wheel: action, enthusiasm, collaboration, support, stability, accuracy, challenge, and results. Mm. Um, so if you had shading to stability, for example, that's a thing that could, could be, um, so you would, your priorities would be action results and challenge and stability or accuracy. Like you could have more than three. I only have three and you only have three probably because we're so completely fucking extremists here. Right. Yeah. So yours are action results and challenge and mine (laughs) collaboration, support and stability. (laughs) So, um, huh. I mean, the good news is that we, we've almost covered the entire wheel just between the two of us. Uh, so, and th- the only thing that we need other people to help us with is enthusiasm and accuracy, <laughs> which says, you know, actually, when you say it that way, <laughs> I mean, like, if you look at, you know, look at who like we consider people close to us and you like, you think about James and Stacy, yes. which one of those is enthusiasm and which one of those is accuracy. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> huh. All right. That's that's very interesting. Uh-huh. 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 Um, but this is also a good one to kind of look at as far as your priorities, because it does go into like what that means, what getting results means, t- taking action and offering challenge. So, for example, you know, it's saying that you uh, will do what you do, what it takes, do whatever it takes to reach your goals. <clears throat> Which the first thing I'm thinking of is the horrible villain in Coco. <laughs> like, kills the hero. I mean, damn. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, James, watch out. Poisoning you is going to give me the big time. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Um, <laughs> but that is that is a judgment. I am sorry that I should not be judging. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good, good call on that one. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm just a person, Devin, and you should not be judging me. I should for, not be judging you. Know, you. No. My clearly superior position on the wheel. <laughs> um, but, I mean, but that's actually a good thing. Like, you don't, you, you don't let things get you down. Like, you will move forward and get and succeed, you know, in whatever it is that you're trying to trying to do which is really cool. And then with taking action, you know, you, you want to hit the ground running. You don't want to like wait around too long. Um, and if there's obstacles in the way, it makes you very impatient and aggravated. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and okay, fair. then with challenging, obviously we talked a little bit of that, about that already, which is, you know, you're going to speak up if you see things that aren't right. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. The The phrase here is you're likely to speak up when you see flaws and inefficiencies. Yes. <laughs> if I oh, had a right, quarter yeah. for every single time that you said something was really horribly inefficient. <laughs> I love Fair this. Enough. Others might find your bluntness intimidating. <laughs> um, but you value efficiency and candor. 
And you Candor. Honor, that's what I said. <laughs> is that a uh, is that like one of the kingdoms in Lord of the Rings? Yes. <laughs> and you. Honor, it's a uh, which, which one of these aspects lends uh, like is a what I should attribute my asshole tendency towards? Like which one of these is sarcasm? <laughs> huh. That's a good question. I mean, I would say probably challenging, but because that would that's more what sarcasm's like a humor that challenges people, right? Ah, uh, okay, good, good call, good call. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, that's 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 what I got trained in to do. Uh, and then the next page goes into the things that motivate you and the things that stretch you out. <laughs> All right. So um, things that would motivate you: having authority, uh, achieving those results, implementing ideas, overcoming obstacles. Does I mean, you've got a list there. Do you see anything that just like, you're like, yep, that's me. Or anything that you're like, I don't know about that. I feel like our Slack is all about you convincing others. So I feel like that one needs to be like checkmarked and highlighted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking, I'm, <laughs> I mean, uh, did you read the list? I was reading it too. Um, yes. But I, I read part of it. I mean, probably, probably all of them. The, I'm just looking at this and one of them is convincing others. I mean, yes. Yeah. Uh, challenging goal, like working towards challenging goals and overcoming obstacles are kind of redundant. And I'm annoyed at the inefficiency. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, these are all, uh, no, these are all pretty spot on for motivators. Okay. Okay. So let's move on to things that stress you out. Um, <laughs> following the rules. <laughs> Getting bogged down in inefficiencies or in meetings. You, oh my gosh. Well. <laughs> well. Um, and I don't know if I agree with this one. Being forced to pay attention to the emotional needs of others. I don't think that that's true for about you, but. No, 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 no. Yeah. I feel like no, you. That one's, uh, that one's interesting because I, I mean, I've always considered it part of my, I don't, I'm maybe management style or maybe influence style that emotional needs are way more important than, um, a lot of people like assume. Yeah. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time like thinking about how other people are feeling part. And sometimes that is just genuinely in service of like me getting the results that I want. Right. Like if I'm trying to get two teams to collaborate at work, I'm not just like grinding them together. I'm trying to actually get down to like the economics of emotion in a lot of cases. And right. I mean, you, you just can't ignore that. No. And I mean, you know, in our, in our personal relationships, obviously I, I like to think I'm a caring partner. And you so are, well, you very much are. That's why I said, I don't feel like that one is necessarily. Well, of course, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not good at it. It just means that it stresses you out. Now that could be accurate. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where was that one? Uh, dealing with people who don't meet my standards. That is absolutely true. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, performing routine tasks. I cannot do that. That's fair. <laughs> I think that the one I'm going to highlight here mm-hmm. as the most stressful for me is lacking control over situations. Yes. But is... I would modify, I would modify that a little bit because I am, I feel like I'm fully capable of seeding, seeding control over a situation. 
but I have to delegate it to another authority in order for it not to be stressful. Yes. Like if we were going to go on a vacation, I would either need to be the one planning it or I would have to trust the person planning it and right. see the plan. Right. And so that I knew what was going on. Um, I can't, I have a very hard time going into situations where like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know that somebody is effectively project managing the situation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, and that's and that's actually a one of the stressors in our relationship because I am a manage the situation kind of person. Yes. Which, you know, you notice because I like if you are taking the kids out somewhere and like you get to my car to take it cuz it's bigger and can like, you know, sit see more people. <laughs> there's like eight bottles of water in a crate and like, you know, the, um, the, the juice packs have been thrown into the bag and like, I have already tried to be a step ahead of everything because my entire life is trying to be one step ahead of everything. Yep. And I do feel like whenever you're running some minor (laughs) thing like that, it stresses me way out because, you don't try to be a step ahead of everything. Oh God, no, no. I as much I, as I, I love you, and- I literally forgot Kess's towel at uh, um, swimming lessons yesterday. <laughs> 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 like, she was like, "How could you forget my towel?" And I was like, "I don't know, <laughs> I don't know." And I mean, and I and I don't think that that's pejorative to say that that's just uh, like differences in our emotional style. Right. And I think that if you listen to Merlin Mann podcasts, he talks about this sometimes as like invisible emotional labor. Yes. When you have the kind of uh, mildly compulsive personality type that is obsessed with being one step ahead all the time, <laughs> there's like a lot of uh, a lot of stress that that incurs. Right. Exactly. And I mean, and I think that that's like the benefit of of your style towards things like that is the fact that you are prepared. You would never forget the towels. You would also always remember snacks so that your kids would not like go ballistic on the way home from church, acting as if they're starving to death because you have nothing to feed them. Um, Like you're always thinking about things to prepare for that. But the downside is that whenever you're in a situation where things are pretty chaotic, it's really hard for you to just like, enjoy it and relax and just like take it in and understand that like, yeah, the kids are going to be chaotic and they're going to bump into people and they're going to like probably piss somebody off and like, you know, you know, that it's okay. Like I can do that and it doesn't bother me. Um, you know, and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's definitely a major challenge for me having kids. And like, I actually do enjoy chaotic situations, but only in the sense that like, I enjoy the feeling of navigating a chaotic situation, <laughs> but if I'm totally rudderless in one, it's just completely, it's completely unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, the, All right. the next section of this is to actually look at how you deal with the different styles. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, is one of the <laughs> S things Mary? <laughs> No, no, it's not like that. It's not like, oh, you're uh you should you're a Scorpio, so obviously you should get together with an Aquarius. It's not like that. It's just what are like people who are like the style um, you know, what what are how do they seem to you? And, you know, also we won't go into a whole lot of detail with this, but it also gives you some like tips on how to deal with them. Because, you know, for other Ds, you might and we'll go down to the understanding how you react to the D style here. 
you know, they're going to seem driven and competitive and strong-willed. They've got a plan. So if they're on the, the same page as you, you might really get along with them. But if they are, if they have a completely different opinion than you, then you might clash a lot. And so the nice thing about D's is that they are all, they have a lot of the same motivating factors as you and they see the world in the same way. So even if you clash, you're probably not going to take it personally because you both understand that you're just trying to come up with the most efficient, useful, you know, action to move forward. Yeah, but, I can see that. you know, so that's, um, you know, kind of what that is all about, but it does show you like how, what's the motivation for their behavior? What can you do to kind of work with them a little bit better? Um, but then it goes through all the different styles. So, and let's talk a little bit more about the other two styles. So we talked a lot about D's and S's, but we haven't really talked a whole lot about I's and C's. Um, I's are, uh, the influence style. And so they are very optimistic. They, uh, like to collaborate. They have a lot of enthusiasm, but they also are big on action as well. They're the ones who, you know, like the workplace, they're going to chat and ask you a million questions. And, you know, they're the ones that like do the round of the office and like talk to every single person before sitting down and going to work. (laughs) Um, And in fact, to you, people with the I style may seem talkative, optimistic, naive, and passionate. So there's some positive things. There's some negative things about them. Um, Can you think anyone, and you don't have to mention them, but is there anyone that you can think of that fits into that category that you can like put in your your brain? Uh, What is your relationship with that, with that individual who's like that? Like, do you feel like you guys go along okay? Or is it like this person annoys the crap out of you? (laughs) Um, oh, know, it could I be a little bit the, of both. <laughs> uh, probably a little bit of both. I think on the whole, the I think on the whole, I really tend to enjoy eyes. Yes, yes. Because I mean, they're very action oriented. Yes. And I always appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Absolutely. Um, I think that that and that tracks because D's and I's usually do get along together really well. The D's are like, here, let's let's move it forward. And the I's are the ones with like the ideas and, you know, the creativity a lot of times behind things. And so they're they're usually make really good teams. The um, the thing that I's often do in like on projects and stuff like that is they have really big ideas and so they will come up with like a million amazing things and they're super excited about them but they don't actually follow through (laughs) like any of the details so they'll take a lot of action initially but then they'll get distracted and be like squirrel and and then go do something else and i'm and i'm also thinking of eyes in general being the kind of people that like if i was working with an eye they would probably bring me I don't want to say a problem, but they would bring like an issue to me that they think I can help them with. And they would probably like off the cuff, not have enough detail for it. They would have right. like yes. a lot of energy to help with the situation, but they are like, start helping first, collect data second. And like, I, I can't do anything with that. So right. that is probably where I like conflict with eyes the most is like, I want to help you, but yes, you know, you're on the other side from fucking conscientiousness and you just don't have the data. So yes, no, that's, absolutely correct (laughs) um then you've got us me the s's um (laughs) (laughs) 
So if you're looking at an S, you know, we're very interested in supporting people. We're very interested in collaboration. We, we want things to be stable. We don't like it when things change. Um, you probably see S's as soft-spoken, indecisive, unassertive, and trusting. Your biggest issue with an S is that we seem wishy-washy to you. <laughs> It's like, just make a decision and go with it or, you know, just commit to an idea. <laughs> uh, don't just stand on the fence trying to make everybody happy. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's kind of probably your biggest conflict with, with S's. Um, um I, I don't know. I, uh, me personally, uh, are we ready to talk about my yeah, experience? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I think, especially in a past life, I have had to professionally work with a lot of S's. Mm-hmm. And the problem I tend to run into with S's is a generalized conservatism and yes. a desire not to change even a broken system. Yep. Yep. Like professionally, the, you know, as, as somebody who like came up in IT and has done a lot of tech side work, I have literally had to interface with people who are getting a new system for their job yes. and they would rather like have an old tire where they <laughs> know how to like inflate it with the pump mm-hmm. than to get a new tire that they would not have to inflate with the pump because it's got a different tread on it and it just looks different. So I've definitely, I think that that is where I think of out of that list, that is where conflict comes in more often. Right. No, absolutely. And that is very, uh, very much the way that S's work. We absolutely hate to, I, as in my workplace environment, I often don't even think about the fact that there could be a different way of doing things. <laughs> I'm like, but this is the way we've always done it. Why would we ever do anything differently? Yes, I have to like touch 500 different Excel sheets, but I mean, it's the way it's always been done, you know? So <laughs> yeah. And I think that maybe something that might be worth uh, exploring is the idea that like I'm up in the D over there, but yes. I also feel like I'm a fairly lazy person in a lot of ways. <laughs> and a lot of my drive towards D is a drive towards, I don't want to do the things I don't want to do. So how do I optimize them out of the system? And yeah. I feel like if you go towards like lazy in the S side, that's where you like get way into the weeds of like the person who doesn't want to learn how to click a new button or whatever. Right. 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 Uh, and I think that that might be some of it, but I also would challenge you to consider maybe, maybe consider, are you truly lazy or do you just consider yourself lazy by your own challenging standards? <laughs> no, well, I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. So just something, just something to think about. Um, and then you've got the C styles. So the C people are your analytical people. They're very methodical. They're the people who are working in data. You've probably, you probably deal a lot with individuals on this side, I would say in your, in your line of work, just because, uh, C people do tend to gravitate towards tech jobs because of the analytics and the accuracy involved in all of that. Um, to you, they seem analytical, private, precise, and methodical. Methodical. <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello, Devin. Um, so, and my guess is, especially because you're kind of more towards that edge, you you probably get along better with C's than than other D's do. Uh, a lot of times, D's get frustrated because 
C's like to take things slow. They want to make sure it's the right way to do things. They want to have all their ducks in a row first. My guess is that you probably appreciate that, but you may butt heads with them sometimes whenever like you feel like things are good enough and ready to move on. And they're still like, but wait, 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 let's just double check and triple check this. So. Yeah, and um, I, I'm, I am also definitely a triple check sort of person, probably right. due to my undiagnosed anxiety disorders. <laughs> but um, I do think that one of the things I find is I feel, and I, all I can do is say what I feel like, but I feel like I am often in the position of interfacing D's with other groupings, especially mm-hmm. C's, especially like I's and sometimes S's. Because I do, like, we went back and talked about that emotions, like, that emotional component. And you are definitely right in that, like, (laughs) one of the ways I seek efficiency is, like, through hacking the human brain to a certain extent. And I definitely can sit between, you know, a guy who is, like, super high energy D and, and, like, doing those things and somebody who is more analytical or more conservative and uh, bridge the gap. And I, I feel like I do that a lot. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so then the the rest of these pages really focus on, let's say the rest of these, the next few pages really focus on like, what can you do? So you, you kind of understand what the different styles are. You understand where you conflict with them. So what are some things that you could do to like better connect with them? So we don't need to go into every single one of these in detail because I know that would take take a while. But it does kind of give you very specific tailored ideas on if you're working with someone who who you suspect is a D personality, you know. Yeah, and I'm and I'm reading ahead a little bit. Yeah, reading ahead, and the way this is structured is there are four pages basically showing how they expect you react to other styles. Right. And then four pages on. Um, <laughs> how how to both like connect better and also how to de-escalate. Yes, exactly. And solve problems. And that I mean this looks pretty reasonable. Yeah. I want to focus I do want to focus on two of these though just to because I suspect that you may work um or not work but deal with a somebody who is an I style. Um and, and I also want to go over S style. So I want to go over the I style and the S style. We won't go over, over the D's and the C's, but, um, for I's things that you want to keep in mind is that they want to feel appreciated. They want to feel well-liked. So you want to find ways to like kind of stroke their ego a little bit. I mean, it sounds bad, but like they, they want the, they, they're, they're very invested in feeling like they're needed and wanted and a part of a team. So finding ways to recognize them really helps. Um, and you don't want to dampen their enthusiasm and you want to like engage in the crazy small talk about their dogs and their kids and where they went this weekend and you know, what TV shows they watched (laughs) because that's going to make them happy. Right. Um, if, uh, you have problems that need to be solved. You want to like try to avoid insisting on the tough minded solutions that might alienate them. Um, and 
focus on the things that you share. So like you share a lot of energy, you want to get those results, right? You want to take action. So use that to kind of maintain momentum to move forward. And, uh, but also show again, that you value the relationship and that you're taking that into account because that really will go a long way in helping with that. And if things really go off the rails and things have gotten tense and you got to deescalate stuff, just be careful that when you're being direct, you don't, it doesn't seem like you're attacking them. Um, and make sure that you're like, Hey, we've got a conflict. Let's work through this. I want to make sure that we, we both feel good about this as we get through it. Um, and you know, also let them know that, Hey, we disagree, but that doesn't mean that you should take, don't take this personally. Like being able to tell them that, like, I'm not attacking you as a person. I'm attacking this idea, (laughs) you know? Um, sometimes that helps too. So, okay. I don't know if that, that helps with yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like I am often in the position of, like, touching base with people <laughs> after the fact <laughs> for a lot of those reasons. Right, right. Um, and then I also wanted to review S's because obviously, you know. <laughs> okay. This this goes, this this is important. Uh, there, there seem to be some handwritten notes in here. Yeah, you know, just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, buy more let, Dove chocolates. That's not nice. <laughs> buy, buy some more Dove chocolate. Um, so to connect with me, you want to make sure that you're providing a safe environment so that I feel comfortable uh, speaking up whenever something is bothering me, which I feel that you do very, very well, just for the record. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel like if I let you know that something's bugging me, you're going to like fly off the handle or get mad at me or, you know, like I feel like I can tell you how I feel. Um, show concern for my feelings rather than just pushing for results. And we've talked about that too. I feel like you do that very well and, uh, be proactive in seeking my ideas and opinions. I think you're also very good at that. So congratulations. You've, 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 uh, whenever we need to solve problems, um, respect my cautious pace, (laughs) but Hmm. obviously we want to work together to make decisions more efficiently. So, you know, like, don't push me, but also, you know, but also push me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, consider establishing a mutually agreed upon deadline rather than just pushing me to act. So, you know, if there's something that I'm dragging my feet on be like, we really need to get this done by this date. Uh, because that, that that does actually help me a lot actually. Um, and then acknowledge, Uh, my desire to work together and consider my feelings when making decisions, which I think you usually do a pretty good job of that as well. Um, And then when things get tense, (laughs) take a more diplomatic approach and focus on uncovering the true source of the conflict, which I do think you do that very well. Cause if we start, if things start to get heated, you're like, okay, what's really going on? I've had enough pop psychology to, uh, right. Exactly. Um, avoid, avoid forceful tactics that may lead them feeling anxious or resentful. Again, I feel like you do this really well in a personal, uh, standpoint as well. Uh, this is probably the biggest one. <laughs> Don't interpret their silence as resolution to conflict as they may be hiding bitterness. No, <laughs> no <clears throat> cough, you know, I've never known you to hold a grudge. No, I never, I never hold a grudge. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Ah, shit. Um, Anyway, so that gives you some more information there. And then you have a summary that's like, hey, consider the impact of your words. 
make sure that you're getting buy-in before moving ahead and give others a chance to share their ideas. So if you can do like those three things, you're going to affect more like all of the styles on the wheel. So that kind of gives you very specific things to work at. And then after that, it like tells you very specifically like individual information about every single style option that's there. Okay. And it's, but it's tailored to you. So it'll say, you know, you often may have trouble relating to them or you may whatever. So that way you can like sort of imagine based on the description where somebody probably, um, lies in on the wheel, like where they're at exactly. Maybe they're an S, maybe they're an SI. Um, and then, you know, look at this and it'll give you very specific information on how to like inter- interact with them specifically. So that's, that's pretty much it. What questions do you have? <laughs> huh? Well, I, I think that probably my first question is you, uh, you've been doing this professionally in a corporate environment. Yes. Um, basically working with teams to go through this process and use like, you know, the, the horoscopes in here to like help them solve interpersonal conflicts. They're not horoscopes. What is your impression of the efficacy of this on the whole? Like in that environment? I have found it to be extremely helpful. Um, anecdotally people talk about how it really does help improve the way teams work together. The thing about it is there's a lot of different tools that you could use to really get into helping people, you know, find out more about themselves or think about themselves and think about them in relation to others. But this is a really simple one. And because of that, it's very accessible. And so it makes it really easy to help people immediately think of how they can adjust their behavior when working with others in order to, to work better in a workplace environment, you know, and I, and I think that for you, part of what you do already is consider that. I mean, we just talked about the fact that you're always trying to like calculate the, the emotional situations among everybody who you're around, but not everybody does that. And so most people, whenever they're in a team situation are just like, well, she's a bitch or she's now, you know, an asshole. And I'm tired of, of dealing with this person. She's never gonna listen to me. And that going through something as simple as this often makes people take a step back and think, wait a minute, she's just got a different way of looking at the world than I do. I've got this specific way of looking at the world and now I can adjust the way that I communicate with her. I can adjust the way that I, you know, uh, send messages to her. Um, and now that's going to improve our relationship. And because of that, I've seen a lot of success in it. I know that for me, I had a huge breakthrough and I think I told you cause we were together at the time with one of my old bosses, the one who actually taught me how to do this. Because when we first started working together, it was like really difficult for us to work together because she was a very high D and I was an S and I was very inexperienced and didn't know much about how to like, you know, handle myself professionally (laughs) under a lot of stress. And, um, you know, and this actually helped me figure out, oh, okay, she wants me to take initiative. She wants me to get to the bottom of things. She wants me to, you know, push back. 
And like just having that knowledge, like, oh, she wants me to push back, like really helped me because my goal is to make everybody happy. Like, that's what I want. I want everyone to be happy with me. So if, <laughs> if I can tell myself, oh, well, the way that I can make her happy with me is if I push back to her, then that like, that's like the secret key, right? And then she's happy, I'm happy, and everyone wins. Does that make sense? I'm kind of rambling a bit. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that I think that, that makes sense. Um, I mean, when you when you do take the test, it is a little bit like you do feel like uh-huh. you're getting your thetans e-metered or your midichlorian scanned or, or like <laughs> it. I mean, it even feels a little bit like a BuzzFeed um, article. But I think that uh, I mean, as somebody who's skeptical and questioning. Right. Uh, I, I do kind of feel like not to like be condescending about it. But this is, this reminds me a lot of, um, you know, we, we got little kids and you get those really, really big Legos, not like real Legos, but the giant blocks. Yes. Like the dupl- this, duplex, duplex, du- yeah, duplex, and those are duplex. Gr- yeah. Those, uh, sure. I, I actually don't know what they're called, but <laughs> they're, they're like these giant Legos that are like fantastic for developing the early stages of gross motor control. Right. And I think. Like it, it's my opinion, apart from this, that most people coast through life with a very minimal amount of self awareness and yes. a very minimal consideration of others and others' awarenesses. And so, like this, kind of feels to me a lot like, you know, uh, like I thought it was interesting. Um, I wasn't surprised by anything in it. Right. And like, I'm not saying that I'm a Lego master or anything, but I feel like where people like are, so especially like developing those skills getting their hands on the big blocks before they like start trying to build towers with the tiny little blocks that are like hard to pull apart. I, I kind of feel like that's like, this is like the intro to psychology and maybe like just maybe the understanding that your personality can have archetypes is a very useful tool to start like actual introspection. Yeah, no, absolutely. If that makes sense. So uh, I guess the, all that to say is it's sort of like a, uh, like without the condescension, it's all like a fad diet. It's like, you know, just eating walnuts instead of like lettuce or whatever in a diet probably isn't the key to success, but the fact that you're actually paying attention to your diet is you know really what causes the weight loss. Right. I think that that's probably a very similar principle here. Like just the fact that you're trying and using basic tools to measure things, uh, can give like people a huge leg up. Exactly. And the idea is that, hey, this is, I understand myself better by going through this. And so now I know kind of what makes me tick. And I also know why that person is driving me crazy. (laughs) And now I know what I can do to like adjust and stretch and like meet that person where they're at. And yeah, and I definitely wish that more, you know, I'm, I'm doing the D thing and just like talking over you. No, that's I, okay. Uh, yeah, I got to get the thought out, but like, I do wish that that is something that people Stay, would. Stacey does it to me all the time. It's fine. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, but like, I do wish that that was something that people would generally get a handle on is like, you know, there's a lot of like, a lot of the polarization that you see in the United States right now is kind of genuinely born out of this idea that people aren't nuanced. Yeah. And this is very much like a big colorful tool to say that, yeah, people are nuanced and their motivations like, you know, Barbara in accounting isn't like a bitch because she was raked out of the mud in Mordor and like sent to torment you. That's not how (laughs) that works. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. And like, um, this is not the first time that you have sort of had me do a disc. I think that we did like a kind of pseudo 
test before? Yes. Well, it was uh, it was before my workplace was using this particular vendor. So before we used to do paper um, paper things, paper tests. And it was all like, you know, you would bubble things in. So I brought that home and let you like do your own bubbles. And we measured it based on that. Yeah. But and so, like, none, none of this was really the same thing. Yeah. And so none of it was really a surprise um, to us. Was, was any of it a surprise to you at the time when we did that? Like, this is probably what, five years ago? Yeah. Oh, I think it's even longer than that. Maybe. Um, no, no. I mean... I think that that was where I, I didn't know, I honestly didn't know as much about DISC back then because I wasn't certified as an, as, as an instructor. Um, so I only had like very, uh, you know, very basic information that I was going off of for that at the time. But it didn't surprise me. And this was definitely like before you took this assessment, that's where I already put you. <laughs> it's like directly and, opposite from me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, and, and I kind of wonder, like, if you were to actually read this report cover to cover so that you had, like, an idea of these archetypes, w- do you think that most people with that underst- understanding could just, like, peg 99% of people? I think once so. Once they have the understanding? Well, here's the thing. Yes and no. Yes, you you usually can, except there are two situations that often throw you off, Um one of throw me off whenever I'm doing it because I know this very, very well. Uh, one, whenever individuals don't have a strong inclination for a style. So if they're more towards the center of the wheel, then they're more a blend of all the different styles. And so they're harder to peg because they're not, you know, exhibiting very uh, extreme behaviors that make you say, yep, that's what you are, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that's one of the things. The other thing is that a lot of times people will act differently in certain professional situations than they, than they would whenever they're thinking about themselves, like at rest or at home or, you know, when they're not like putting on a face for somebody. Um, so depending on some people will take this assessment with the, with the false face that they have, you know, like they're thinking about it in terms of the demeanor they're trying to put on like um, answering the questions aspirationally maybe right exactly yeah. like i think this is what people want to see so therefore i'm going to say this um so if you see that if somebody who who is who is kind of falsifying themselves to some degree then they're hard to peg too because they may be portraying themselves as someone who is, you know, full of ideas or very creative, but actually, you know, they're, they're just like wanting you to not touch their stapler, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. um, so that Do you can find be a that the, uh, the people that are more centrist, are they like, are they harder to deal with because these strategies would, I assume be a little bit less effective. Like if, if you're way out on this side of the wheel, that means that you're really triggered by X, but if you're in the middle, like, you know, you're just kind of like mildly triggered by everything or whatever. Like, does that make it harder <laughs> mildly to triggered by everything? Yes. <laughs> Actually, you know, now that you mention it, maybe I am at the center, but, <laughs> I, but you get what I'm saying? Like a direct strategy is less effective if the target is closer to the center, maybe. Yeah. And the other thing too, is that whenever they're not as extreme, they don't necessarily, um, they're the ones who are like looking through the report and saying, Oh, this is exactly like me, you know? Um, so they also have a hard time using it as a tool as well from their perspective. But the other side is that because they're not 
as extreme, then I mean, they aren't as triggered as by things, you know, the fact that you are extreme is what causes you to be in a situation where you may conflict with people more. If you're already kind of naturally towards the center, then it's, it's less likely that someone's personality is going to grate on your nerves, you know, because you're, you're more there and in the middle and kind of like, yeah, everything's cool. Um, okay. So, and since I'm naturally suspicious of these sorts of things, my assumption now is that Marston has been putting fluoride in the water supply to uh, push <laughs> us towards the outside of the wheel. Because if we were all in the center, we wouldn't need his test. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people who are in the center, um, more at least more towards the center. So I, I don't necessarily think it, it's not, I would say probably 50% of the ones that I've seen maybe not even that much are as extreme as you and I are. <laughs> so, um, so there's that. Another thing that I've noticed, and I don't know what this says about anything is that, um, it seems like older individuals, people who are of like generation X or older, um, tend to like, be more extreme or, and, or really, this is a very useful tool. Um, it seems to lose its power with a lot of millennials and, uh, with, with younger generations than that. I don't know why that would be, but that's just something that I've noticed. It may be that the people that we've tested, like in our internship program or whatever, are just too young. Like maybe they don't have like their personalities aren't completely formed yet. I don't know. They haven't worked in workplace situations for it to be applicable. Um, and for them to know how they interface with people and in relationship and team building. I I don't know, but that is something that I have noticed that it doesn't seem like the feedback that I get from people who are older and, and more seasoned in their positions tends to be uh, much more positive than the feedback that I get from, from like the younger generations. So anecdotally, of course, none of, none of what I am saying here, my opinion is based on, on science or research (laughs) just for the record. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be interesting to track that. uh, Like if, you know, you're still doing this in 10 or 20 years, if like the people of, the younger generations as they get older actually start to, you know, <laughs> learn more from it. Cause it is kind of like, you know, hard answer question. How do you conflict with people on projects? You're like, well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, college sucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I could kind of definitely, I could kind of see that. I do kind of wish that I had that data from when I was younger. Cause that would be kind of cool to compare. Right. And I will say that like, you know, I know several industrial psychologists now and very few of them are 100% on board with DISC. They feel like it kind of like, I think they describe it almost exactly the way that you described it. Like it's a good tool for the common folk, you know, like it's such a horrible way to say it. But that's like, I think the idea is that it is a, a good like tool to use if you don't know a whole lot about psychology. <laughs> and, uh, and that's, so they, they understand its usefulness, but for them, you know, they, they don't really feel like it's going to help them if that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. And I mean, I don't, and I don't think that that has like, I, I don't feel like the way that I feel that way is pejorative either. 
Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, it's, um, <laughs> self-awareness is a tremendously difficult thing. And so like, I could definitely see how there would be a, uh, a business for like helping people get like the most basic parts of that down. Yeah, absolutely. Did you learn anything about yourself? Was any of this helpful? <laughs> Uh, no. And, and to be, well, I don't want to say no, no. Um, you know, we, we've talked about it before and you and I have, uh, talked a lot about, uh, like, uh, emotional schemas and behavioral archetypes and, you yeah. know, like, I don't want to say pop psychology, but like amateur psychology has been like one of the things we've bonded over, uh, yeah. basically as long as we've been together. So, um, a lot of this stuff was has been written generally enough that I started to wonder if this was just all Barnum principle kind of BS. And I don't think it's quite that. I think that I have definitely landed after kind of skimming through the rest of this in the, you know, it's the big Duplo blocks of psychology. Right. Um, and I do like, I am naturally by inclination skeptical of this. Because yes. it is people trying to make money on a certification program. <laughs> um, and that like, if this was an open source, like calculator that was up on GitHub, I would feel maybe slightly differently about that part. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm definitely interested in like the professional implications of a team, like doing this together. Like I, I will probably talk to, um, you know, my people about maybe getting some of this put together for some of our teams because of some, you know, just to like help us interact. Right. Uh, generally it's not like we're a particularly high attention workplace, but, um, I do think that this would be pretty beneficial for most people. Uh, is there like, do you know of any, and I'm not asking this for me necessarily, but do you know of like any more like open sort of comparable things? Like, is there an open source version that just has all the documentation out there just invented by somebody else? Uh, there are different vendors and I haven't really done enough research to see what those, like what those vendors are, um, how much they, they charge if they charge anything. Um, but you know, the disc, the disc idea itself is, um, it's kind of like the building blocks. And then there are a lot of different companies who have built their assessment you know, uh, technology and the one that I use is the one that I feel is the best, but you know, I don't really, I say that it's the one out of the like two that we used to <laughs> at my old company, um, that I felt was the best. So I've not done a whole lot of research into that, but now I got to take the sweet test because I'm married to somebody who has like some kind of special certification or vendor relationship or something. Yeah, if I know. was, if I was just like a normie <laughs> and I was like, I want to get a good personality test with big Duplo blocks. that will help me like work with people. I know, um, like, is there a route for an individual to get a report like this? I think so. I, um, I looked at one whenever I was trying to figure out how to best give you the assessment um, that looked like it was sort of an open source. Hey, just pay us 70 bucks and take your test. Um, That's not what open source means, but oh. okay. <laughs> you mean a free, a free version? I don't know. I don't know if there's a free yeah. version. 
I did not. Well, find no, a free no, no. Version. I mean, like a, a paid version would be fine, but like a consumer-oriented portal that was like, hey, you know, Learn PayPal about is twenty your... bucks to get the thing. Yeah, right, right. Um, that one did seem like it was the uh, the other the first link that I sent you earlier. Um, did seem like it was a just send us your money and we will let you take this test. Um, but part of the problem too is that and and it's just the way that this particular brand of of disc does it. So that's why I say there might be other versions that do it differently. But this one, you're you're kind of meant to have an instructor or someone who's been certified in it to like debrief it with you, like I just did with you, like you know to kind of take you through it and answer questions. And I mean, you obviously could read the report, um, but the idea is having somebody who's like been acquainted with it and kind of understands it and has seen it in action can answer questions and you know it's just better if it's done that way um that being said i'm sure that there are places that you can take it online all right well fair enough uh i don't think i have anything else do you have anything else you want to toss out uh no i think that that's pretty much it i just know that this is this really has helped me uh personally and and professionally with with individuals that I've worked with in the past, one of the best uses that I've had for my type <laughs> of personality and the way that this works is to very quickly be able to figure out what kind of new boss, because I get a new boss like almost every month, um, to like very quickly figure out where they are and what types of things they need from me in order for, you know, them to, to like me. I mean, that sounds, that's, um, not as serious as it, as I mean it, but I like to make sure that people are happy and good. Right. And so I'm very concerned about what I need to do as a supporter to best support individuals. And so for me, this is like my little code that I use to be like, okay, you're a C, you need me to give you all the data points and to do all my research before I even come talk to you. So I will go do that. Or you're an I, so you need me to just come over there and brainstorm with you and come up with like all kinds of crazy ideas. Um, you know, and so like that helps me figure out what's the best way to approach people, um, at my workplace. But so that's what I use it for. Yeah. Interesting. But if anyone is interested, uh, I'm I'm happy to do this for you. So uh, just hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shameless plug. Yep. Shameless uh, plug. Let's see, Devin. I'm gonna, and I, it'll probably get cut out of the start of the episode. But I I have a really hard time uh, pronouncing Devin's name, even though we've been married for a decade. Uh, it's been and even though Devin? it was my my Twitter <laughs> handle, my Twitter handle. Well, I never. I didn't. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't say it. Uh, this has been Devin Curran. Uh-huh. Good. Close, That's, close yes. enough? Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Devin Curran. Uh, I messed it up there. Uh, Devin Curran. Devin Curran. Devin Curran. Devin Curran. <laughs> Phonetically, it's DevinCurran.com is her primary home on the web. You will find her also over at Weekly Buddy Time, also a Hoots Media property, mm-hmm. and also the recently launched Tea and Chocolate. Yes. So that just gets her in your ear holes every day. Um, because that's what you want in your ear holes. uh, (laughs) And, uh, well, Devin, thanks for disking me. And uh, thanks for hauling us. You're welcome. Absolutely. Anytime. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you.
It should be in your inbox, smartass. <laughs> A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho